This is Lon Winters with Graphic Elephants. This is Jimmy Lamb. This is Matt Masala with the RidingStoneWorld.com. And you're listening to the Two Regular Guys Podcast. And you are listening to the Two Regular Guys Podcast. Podcast. Hosted by... My name is Terry Combs RG. Regular guy. And Aaron Montgomery. We're just regular guys having fun and uh, trying to, to make a living in this really cool and exciting industry. I think we all want to succeed 100% of the time. Seek to understand before I try and make myself understood. Bring a ton of great information. Coming to you live from somewhere dark, dirty, and dank. <laughs> Welcome to the show. It's Friday, February 3rd, 2023. I'm Terry Combs, and you can find me at terrycombs.com. All right. Well, my name is Aaron Montgomery, and you can find me at rsuccessgroup.com. Terry, we are uh, excited today. A great conversation to be had. We're going to start off today talking with Russ Turner from Impressions Expo about their recent Long Beach event, as well as what uh, they've got coming up and and just kind of what they expect to see in the industry. Um, and DTF uh, was was all the the talk there. So we'll get Russ's take a little bit on that too. But then you and I, Terry, will be continuing that conversation about DTF, uh, direct to film, for those of you that uh, are curious what DTF stands for, DT, uh, DTF transfer specifically. And and ultimately, Terry, I guess where this came from is I I was asked this question by some friends of mine uh, about DTF, like, and they just basically came out and said, is it a game changer? And I'm like, man, well, I wanted to talk about that. I want to discuss that. So that's what ultimately what we're going to put out on the table here today, Terry. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, Aaron, um, also those introductions we have, I've got more right here from right uh, here. from the Long Beach show. <laughs> All right. So. Yeah, yeah, because uh, we were talking about this before the uh, show started, the, the uh, comment from Jimmy Lamb about being somewhere dark, dirty, and dank. Um, <laughs> who it's time to update that, I think. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that, and the fact that Jimmy Lame has retired and now is a, is a boat captain. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyhow, uh, yes. Yeah, so, so we'll, we'll get that refreshed. Looking forward to that. And, um, yeah, Todd just said someone at Long Beach tried saying DFT. It's too late for that. <laughs> Direct <laughs> film transfer. I, I, yes. <laughs> yeah, there's always some company that tries to rename things. I remember when uh, Direct to Garment came out, there was, I can't even remember what they, somebody, an, another company was trying to rename it something else. Yeah, it was the, like, no, it wasn't it's, DTG. It's, it's in the it's in the public domain, you know. It's too late. <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> As Todd late. said. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, um, Terry, we've got a lot of great things, and another great thing we've got here on in store for you is we've got Cassie Green joining us from the Apparelist and uh, Printing United Alliance, and uh, she's going to bring some great news and and share some stuff with us here. So, uh, Terry, are you ready for that? Let's do it. Let's uh, let's hear from Cassie. All right. Morning, everybody. Yeah, um, we agree. Heard tons of stuff about DTF at the show. So I'm actually really looking forward to listening to your podcast all day today. Um, but first, got some headlines for all of you regulators out there. Uh, first headline we've got today, uh, Next Level takes significant steps toward ethical and responsible sourcing. So it, at the beginning of the year, Next Level Apparel announced that it's expediting its requirement that all fabric fabric suppliers utilize 100% U.S. grown cotton um, for purchase orders placed after February 1st. Today is February 3rd, so that is officially going for next level. Uh, they 
the company has said that um, this is ahead of their original goal, uh, which is tied to a larger initiative um, to near short supply chain by 2025. I did actually see a headline this morning as well about um, some more moves Next Level is making for nearshoring. So make sure you check back with Apparelist because we will have the full scoop on that. Don't worry, we are here to report for you. Um, second headline we've got today, this is expanding our scope a little bit beyond the world of decorated apparel, but this is a really cool story. Um, Patagonia and Samsung prepare to combat microplastics with laundry machines. Um, so for those of you out there, your laundry machines, every time you wash your clothing, releases tiny little microplastics into the environment, not limited to any sort of cycle, whether you're using cold or hot, they just do. It's, it's an unfortunate thing. However, Samsung and Patagonia have been working on this for quite some time. Um, pretty cool. So there's two ways that Samsung says these laundry machines will do this. Um, first, they're going to have a plastic catching filter that works for any washer. And then second, um, they will have a specialized wash cycle that halves the microplastic pollution. So that is scheduled for later this year. Again, we're kind of following along with this story. So uh, keep, keep watch with us. A uh, third headline that I want to share with everybody today is there is an upcoming webinar. Another great opportunity for some education. The webinar is called Apparel Fulfillment On Demand. Now we will, um, we are co-sponsoring this with stalls. Uh, they will review some key takeaways for any promotional product distributor looking to accomplish for apparel fulfillment on demand. This is another super hot topic that we heard at ISS in Long Beach. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of staying on top of now. How do we produce orders quickly? How do we do it on demand? We got to stay ahead of industry trends. This webinar will go over all of that stuff. And guess what, guys? It's free. So I would definitely encourage all of you to register for that webinar. Um, before I sign off today, I actually just want to give a very special birthday shout out to Jordan at the uh, Summer Shirt Project. That's the shirt that I have on today. Um, Jordan has autism and her family launched the Summer Shirt Project in 2018 as a way to teach Jordan some job skills. Um, they originally started um, by just saying, hey, let's just print 40 shirts for friends and family. Now, many years later, it's a thriving business and the company reports that Jordan is doing phenomenal. She's rolling shirts. She writes out little um, handwritten notes that come with the shirts, which I think is really cool. So uh, happy birthday, Jordan. I hope that you have a really wonderful day. Uh, that's everything I've got for you today, guys. Thanks. All right. Yes. Happy birthday, Jordan. That sounds uh, uh, amazing. Uh, Eric, thanks for popping that up there. Uh, you want to pop that up on screen one more time if you have that banner handy. Be kind to everyone.com. Uh, That's awesome. Thank, yeah, very awesome. And, and thanks very much to Cassie. Those are really cool things. I, I that uh, uh, washer thing and then uh, what they've got going on uh, with the, just all amazing stuff. So thank you so much, Cassie, for coming and sharing the news with us. And uh, Really, really good stuff there, Terry. Um, so hey, let, me, let me do a little on-air housekeeping because that's what we do. Am I still echoing, Aaron? You're good. It's all, all okay. sounds good now. So you got the uh, earbuds in. Is that what? Uh, was the... No, I just uh, 
adjusted a few things. So <laughs> I have a brand new computer, so my earbuds weren't uh, weren't, weren't connecting. Weren't connecting. Yeah, this is what we do on Two Regular Guys. We like to, you know, just keep everybody on the edge of their seats, including and mainly Mr. Eric. I think uh, <laughs> making him juggle like crazy. Yeah, that must be our thing, Terry. So all yeah, right. and, and Eric, I'm sorry when I accused you of, of muting me. I know it was me. <laughs> it was I, was, I hit the cough button. <laughs> Well, e even better, Terry, it was actually me. Oh. <laughs> I heard the echoing and I hit the mute button. So, oh. <laughs> All right. Well, we, we've got to, we've got lots of great stuff to get to here today. And, uh, you know, we, we would be remiss if uh, we did not have a dad joke. Um, now, uh, we are not the only podcast out there that's all about the dad joke. I know uh, you had an opportunity to talk with Travis Ross from yes. uh, the Print on Demand cast. And uh, Travis was on the uh, pr program with us. And, and I know they are, in fact, his shirt said, uh, tell me a dad joke, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. So anyway. I had to come up with one quickly. They came up to the booth and said, hey, Terry, share a dad joke. I know you have one. <laughs> <laughs> you just went back into the uh, the data base and, and found one, right? I, I did. I did. Went into the old uh, Two Regular Guys uh, podcast uh, archives. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of uh, dad jokes here, I've got one to tell here. And uh, this is from our friend Yusta from Sweden, who uh, tunes in from time to time here. He, I'm not sure. I haven't seen him on today yet, but uh, he sent me a whole uh, slew of them. So we've got plenty to, to but these are all cow based, uh, animal based dad jokes. So um, I, did, I did tell Lewis this to get his approval. For those of you that aren't familiar, Lewis is my 11 year old son and that's kind of my gauge, right? So <laughs> all right. So with, with all of that, with all this setup, uh, are you ready for the dad joke, Terry? Let's hear it. Okay. So what do you get from a dwarf cow? I don't know. What do you get from a dwarf cow? Condensed milk. <laughs> It was even funnier in the original Swedish. So. Yes, yeah, was, my translation was pretty poor. So. <laughs> All right. Before we jump in, Aaron, uh, we want to thank everybody for checking out the Two Regular Guys podcast. We are always looking for new guests. So if you or anyone you know would like to join us, go to Calendly.com forward slash two, the number two, regular guys, and uh, share your show ideas. We we got quite a few openings uh, in the near future. So mm -hmm. You know, please, uh, if you'd like to be on the show, uh, let us know what, you, what you'd what you like to talk about. If you are listening to the podcast version of the show, we would appreciate you sharing the Two Regular Guys podcast with all of your industry friends so they can become regulators too. And please give us a review wherever you do your podcast listening. And if you're watching us live right now, please join in with your comments and questions, especially on the on this new technology, DTF. We, we'd like to hear from everybody and uh, what you've seen, what you heard, and what you wonder about. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm excited to, to really have this conversation with the regulators uh, and, and, and talk about that after talking to Russ here in just one second. Before we do that, though, Terry, I just want to share one uh, quick thing here that we've got coming up at our success group. Um, it's called the Unlock Your Potential Workshop. And, and this is actually the uh, the last opportunity coming up on February 11th for this particular program. We're going to be sunsetting it after this. So uh, I want to make sure everybody has an opportunity to participate if they think this is something that can help them. So Eric, if you're ready, if you could uh, play the ad. Hi, I'm Kyleen. And I'm Aaron from our success group. We understand that feeling of knowing something is holding you back. Are you watching others succeed and wondering what they have that you don't? There's a secret locked away inside of each of us. 
Yet we never think about fixing it because it has to be something external from ourselves. It is the limiting belief that everyone wants to just push aside and try to hustle and grind harder to get there. But the truth is, those limiting beliefs are keeping you from asking for help or doing the action needed to move your business forward. The sooner you can identify what's holding you back, the sooner you will start achieving your goals. Head on over to oursuccessgroup.com forward slash unlock and click the turquoise button. Learn the magic to unlock your potential. We hope you make this investment in yourself and unlock your potential so you can find more meaning and success in your life. All right. So there we go. Uh, wonderful uh, opportunity there for folks. If you want to check that out again, February is the last opportunity. Yeah, Terry, we're still getting a little, little feedback there. So a little, little echo. I don't know. Okay. Um, oh, now, now it got worse. So <laughs> not sure what. Okay. Happened. New solution. Keep talking. Okay. All right. <laughs> we'll keep talking. We'll keep talking. All right. Well, speaking of keeping talking, we, we've been uh, making this gentleman wait for too long here and um, we want to get him in here. So Mr. Russ Turner is with Impressions Expo and is uh, going to be joining us here to, as we talked about, talk a little bit about Impressions Expo Long Beach and then also what's coming up in the future and, and what he saw. So uh, we welcome into the show, Russ Turner from Impressions Expo. Hey, Aaron. Thanks for having me. Hey, everybody. Yeah, thanks for being here, Russ. And uh, sorry about the, the technical difficulties we're dealing with here, but we'll get it all squared away. Well, so let, let's let's start off here. Um, unfortunately, I had prior commitments and was not able to make it myself. I had massive FOMO the entire time. And um, <laughs> so I know Eric and Terry were there in Long Beach and and I want to hear from you, though. Tell, tell us how successful you thought the event was in terms of, you know, attendance and, and just satisfaction of those attendees and, and vendors that were there. What, what were you hearing? I, I heard nothing but great things across the board. Um, it was so good to be back in Long Beach and, and have a packed exhibit hall. You know, I was at the entrance of the hall, Aaron, on the first couple of days of the show and just seeing the crowd come in. It's it's impossible to describe the the energy that was felt and just the buzz um, that was there. Overall, I thought it was a, a tremendous success, but it's not always what what I think and feel. It's it's more about the attendee and exhibitors and and, uh, you know, what they thought about the event. But I heard nothing but good things. So in our yeah. book, huge success. Huge success. Awesome. And, and I think, you know, like uh, just the fact that, that that's what's happening now, right? Especially after what you guys went through in, in 2020 and all this other stuff, it's got to be just a, a huge relief to feel the people back and, and with that excitement again. Exactly. Exactly. You know, Russ, the, uh, the number of people that were, uh, that were in the, in the hall on, on Friday and Saturday was just incredible. And, you know, and, and everybody knows historically the, the show on Sunday is not as busy and I don't think anybody cared. It was so busy on Friday and Saturday. Everyone was like, it's all good. You know, my, <laughs> it's the, the, the show always uh, ends up uh, during uh, the playoffs. So I think that yep. kind of impacts that that Sunday. But uh, interestingly enough, uh, I, you know, I was working the equipment zone booth and uh, the booth next to me, they had their big screen TV facing my booth. So I did get to see my Chiefs play on Saturday. So <laughs> there you go. Didn't miss anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Todd, Todd says uh, the back entrance is a hidden gem to that show right off of the parking garage. So, <laughs> little inside baseball here. Most people don't even know that 
that's there. <laughs> yes, please use it. Use it. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Russ, just one more question there about that. And we'll, we'll still talk about Long Beach here, but I, I'm curious from your perspective too, you know, obviously you said nothing, you heard nothing but good things, but what, what were your guys' expectations? Were, were they a little like, uh, we'll, we'll see, we're still kind of in the sea or do you guys kind of expect this kind of a, a, a turnout? You know, we, we track everything minute by minute on our end. So we, we have uh, the visualization to see how things are looking, you know, and if we need to ramp up certain marketing avenues, what have you. Um, so we, we felt going into it that it was going to be a success and just tracking the pre-registration numbers. And it, and it turned out to be just that. Yeah. And any surprises in, in that, either good or, or bad, about kind of what the expectations were versus what uh, happened? Um, you know, I was surprised just... <laughs> trying to navigate my way down some of the aisles. I mean, it was just packed. There's people everywhere. I'm like, okay, which aisle do I need to go down to, to get there? But uh, no, it was great. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Well, we're talking here today about DTF and, um, you know, I love getting perspectives from folks that, you know, you're not an everyday decorator. Your, your job is to put on an amazing trade show and, and, and be that community builder piece. But, uh, I'm sure you heard plenty about DTF. What, what did, what did you, what was your take on, on what people were talking about around DTF? I think people are excited about it. Um, and, you know, going into the event, we had built probably about four or five different educational sessions related to DTF to have that educational component of it. And, and the sales team worked really hard to, uh, to incorporate, um, you know, DTF solutions into the expo hall. Um, so we, we definitely know that, you know, it's on the rise and we want to stay, you know, ahead of the curve and, and keep that going for all of our attendees that come. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. Um, speaking of the educational opportunities here, uh, Eric, uh, our producer here in the background says classes were well attended and the energy was incredible. Lots of new decorators, just really dedicated people. So yeah. What, tell us a little bit about the, the classes, Russ, how, how was, how was that part of the show for you guys? It was it was really good. Um, it, it was really good. Some of them were were packed all the way to the back. Um, you know, we try to plan to uh, to accommodate everybody and you know get get everybody in. Yeah, that that part I will go back and and say that really surprised me at how packed the classes were. To Eric's point. Yeah, yeah, that's that's great. I'm see Terry. I'm trying to get Russ to tell me like one thing that didn't go so well, so I don't have. <laughs> have that whole, you know, I'm like, ah, I missed it. You know, there's I'm always terrible things about that, it. there's always things that go wrong. Unfortunately, we try to mitigate, you know, everything the best we can, but there, right. there were things that, you know, didn't go according to plan, but um, okay. I'll leave I'm those just, for another talk. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just being selfish here, Russ. I just want to feel better about my absence. So, all right. No, no. Thank we you. like to get a little inside baseball, you know, so. <laughs> right. yeah. well, well, Russ, uh, Impressions XLO is doing three shows this year. So, uh, we have one coming up pretty quick in Atlantic City. So tell our listeners what they can expect in Atlantic City in March and then further down the road in uh, Fort Worth. Yep. Um, we're going to have a packed exhibit hall in Atlantic City in just, uh, man, less than two months, I guess. Quick turnaround <laughs> from Long Beach. Um, and, and and as far as going back to education, again, we're, we're, we plan to have a really good, strong educational component to the show. So if you're looking for, you know, answers or insight from industry leaders, you know, come there and, and hear it from the best. Uh, and then in Fort Worth, we've got more time to, to plan that. So we're really focused on Atlantic City right now. 
yeah yeah that well like you said it's it's coming so quick i can't imagine after everything you guys did to make long beach what it was to keep keep that momentum rolling i love it i love it so i guess russ if we want look out into further than 2023 here what what's what can you give us any indication as to what the plans are expanding locations again like the past or what, what are you guys where's your brains at with that stuff it's on the table um, right near right now. And, and just because of COVID and, you know, what happened, we're, we're really working to strengthen the three events that we've got Long Beach, Atlantic City and Fort Worth and yeah. build those back um, before we really explore any future opportunities. But it's definitely on the table. I get people uh, that email me all the time asking for, you know, locations in, in various states and something that we're, we're considering. Uh, but for the time being, we're just going to stay with the three we've got. I love it. I love it. It's, you know, it's so important that you guys are, are making that focus and making that determination to say, hey, we're going to just make sure that we're giving all we got to to these core shows that have been, you know, been the core for you. And because, and yeah, there's something you said on. We'd all love to have you in our backyards for sure. But right. <laughs> and we want to. We, we, we'd love that, too. But um, we've just got to make sure it's right and, you know, and, and do it right. OK, awesome. Awesome. Well, Russ, right. where can people uh, find out more? Sorry, sorry, Terry, I'm uh, jumping on top of you. I know you wanted to talk about Long Beach, Terry, actually. Is there anything else that, and and Impressions Expo, Terry, anything else that we missed there? No, I don't think so. I just, you know, we are curious uh, when you're going to rename the seminar area, the Eric Campbell wing of the show, since he had <laughs> so many events there. <laughs> keep an eye out. Keep an eye out. Right. Maybe Atlantic City. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Working on the, the bronze statue. And yeah, right. I, I understand how that goes. <laughs> awesome. All right, Terry, I, I'm 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 tired. I'm stopping talking over you. So go ahead. <laughs> well, Russ, hey, let's let's wrap up by uh, sharing with our listeners uh, how they can reach you or how they can sign up for the upcoming events. Absolutely. Yeah. If, if anybody needs to reach me, feel free to email me directly at russ.turner at emerald, like the diamond X, letter X, emeraldx.com. Uh, and for more information on any of the shows or our publication, visit impressionsexpo.com. Uh, awesome. Perfect. Russ, thank you so much. Really appreciate your time here this morning. I know you're sure, surely busy after coming off such a great show and, and what you got coming up with Atlantic City. So thanks for taking the time with us this morning. You got it. Happy to be here. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Russ. Thanks. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Yeah, it, really cool. And and uh, yeah, sorry. I when, when you had to kind of get out and change, I all of a sudden got in my brain that I had to you know, I've done done this show solo a couple of times, so I, I got used to that. <laughs> I was running around thinking, where do I have uh, have headphones that have a cord? <laughs> so. uh, awesome. All right. Well, it was great great to talk to Russ, and, and we did talk to him a little bit about you know what that you know they put a focus on on DTF two, and and obviously it's all the buzz here, Terry. So. Let, let's let's have that conversation, right? That's what we want. Yeah. want uh, that was the other part of what we wanted to talk about here today. And I guess the first thing I'd love to chat with you about, Terry, is is wow, I just broke something behind me. There we go. <laughs> yeah, this this is going to be that show. It is going to be that show. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, why did we want to tackle this topic, Terry? What what, what was the kind of how did this come about? Well, you know, and we've had uh, we've had Todd on a couple of times. We had Don Copeland uh, from Coldesi on, but I, I think that there's a lot of uh, misunderstanding about DTF. I think that uh, um, you know a lot of folks, have, you know, since there've been limited number of trade shows, a lot of folks haven't actually seen it. 
I, I remember um, the about a year ago, people coming into the booth saying, you know, I came to buy it. Uh, some of them said, you know, I love it. Others said, well, I didn't know it would feel like this because, you know, it does have a feel to it. And, mm -hmm. and so anyway, I think that uh, we need to have a conversation about, you know, how it works and, and, and some safety concerns that people have as well. So, yeah. um, and, and, and here's my disclaimer, uh, Aaron, is uh, I do work with Equipment Zone. Equipment Zone sells uh, direct-to-garment printers, uh, Epson and direct-to-garment printers. And you can use those to make DTF transfers. And we also sell a, a, a roll-fed DTF printer as well, um, the EasyJet Pro. So that's my disclaimer. I am in that marketplace. So yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully you won't have to take what I say with a grain of salt because no, we're all, no. all about the education here. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's always been pretty clear. You know, it's definitely been been clear to me. But, you know, you're that type of guy, right? You, you're never steering people the wrong way just to get the sale. I know when I was quote unquote, and I'm using that very lightly, quote, <laughs> your, your your sales manager, right? And like, oh, watching Terry talk somebody out of a sale was always hard to do, <laughs> but I, I knew long-term that uh, that would be uh, <laughs> for the betterment of, of all of us. So, um, and then Eric just shared uh, the links to uh, where you can check out the earlier shows on on DTF, the, the myths and realities. And um, the other thing that, uh, pops up in the comments here is uh todd says sorry i lost it there uh there we go uh equipment zone has some of the best transparency on the floor in long beach right and oh, and awesome. I, I had that conversation with todd actually earlier in the week you know that you guys were, were shooting people straight right if is this for you is this not for you not just because they had money in their pocket didn't mean that you guys were writing them up right you're you're being clear oh about, right right yeah yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's got to be a good fit and yeah. equipment zone and and certainly me personally it's this is a long term thing for me and I, and I've had people come back ten years later. In fact, I had I talked to someone yesterday, uh, and I think he might be listening in. Who said, I, "Hey, I was in your screen printing class in Chicago uh, just before COVID," and and he said he was going to be tuning in to listen about DTF because uh, that's something that his uh, school is interested in now. So yeah, yeah, well. We're, we're going to be 500 episodes in here this year, Terry. And so, you know, you don't hang around for 500 episodes by being uh, <laughs> somebody who just takes money and runs. So I think we've made that clear. And, and it was important for us to be clear on this. It's like, why, why are these guys talking about DTF? For me, I've got no, no horse in the race, so to speak. You know, I am right. totally on the outside looking in. And I, I just want to understand it better from the community side of things, right? I, again, I got asked this question, is this a game changer? And I wasn't exactly sure how to answer that, right? Some of me says yes, but some of me says, uh, are we, you know, relying on this quote unquote new technology, which again, that's probably another one of the myths that this is kind of new technology. The way we're using it now might be a little bit new, but anyway, right, we'll, we'll right. get to that. So let, let's dive in there, Terry, and, and help us dispel some myths, at least from your perspective. Um, let's let's just go back to the basics and you know direct to film how does it right. work and, and why do people use it right well uh, as i mentioned you you know you can do these transfers on a direct to garment machine you don't have to change out the inks or anything uh some uh of the direct to garment machines have uh, uh, an update to the software that will flip the image tell the printer to print in reverse order. If you don't have that, if you have a machine that doesn't have that option, you, you, you just print uh, CMYK 
and then you stop and then you go back and print the same image in, in white and uh, and you're you're ready to go. So you're going to be printing on uh, PET film, PET film, uh, polyethylene uh, terephylate. So go ahead. And... <laughs> Easy to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> polyethylene and, uh... terephylate. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that does not roll <laughs> off the tongue. <laughs> yeah, which is uh, why I guess they call it PET film. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, so you got that film. You're going to use your water-based ink that uh, either comes with your direct-to-garment machine or your, your straight-up uh, DTF printer. Uh, then the adhesive powder is uh, poly is a polyurethane resin, basically the same. And, and you know when people are you know, and we're going to talk about safety, but people will say, well, you know, I hear that's really dangerous. And I, I'm thinking, well, we've been using it. I've personally been using it for 40 years because uh, when you make a, a screen print transfer, and anybody who buys transfers from say uh, Transfer Express, those are screen printed, and they have a polyurethane resin adhesive that is applied to that transfer while the ink is wet. And that's the same thing we do here. Uh, the difference is this uh, adhesive is, is, is ground more finely. And we'll, we'll talk about what that means to us here in just a minute. But okay. um, you are printing in reverse order. And then what you're gonna do is uh, you're going to either apply the, the uh, adhesive by hand by you know pouring it on there and just let it run down and shake it off. Uh, on a DTF printer, many of them come with a, a powder shaker dryer, which means that the wet ink is on uh, is is going through on the on the film. It's having powder adhesive dumped on it, basically, and as it comes back up again, it's shaking, shaking off the excess, and then it's going on through the dryer, and it comes out and it's ready to rock. So. Yeah. Um, uh, on a DTG machine, which I have my the most experience with, you know, you're using cut sheets. So uh, there are several now uh, and more coming uh, devices where you take that cut sheet, you put it inside, it's going to powder and shake that film in an enclosed area, much like a pre-treat machine where that, that would be enclosed. Right. And so that's going to capture the, that, that adhesive dust that might be flying about. And so for curing purposes, uh, a, a, DT, a DTF printer is going to probably have a powder shaker dryer. So when it comes out the other end, it's cured. If I'm doing cut sheets, there are basically three ways to cure that, um, that transfer. And, and there's a lot of confusion about it. So the first way is you can use a small uh, conveyor dryer and send it down through. And what it's doing is it's it's curing the ink and it's melting the adhesive powder. And to, to know that it's cured is the surface looks like an orange peel, has that texture of an orange peel. Now, let me say right now, it won't be orange. It'll be white. <laughs> and the reason I say Just it- the texture is of an orange. <laughs> the texture of an orange, because many a call, no matter what I do, I can't get it to turn orange. Okay, stop. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but uh, next option is uh, having a heat press with a bottom heating element. And I think on most of the machines, they're in that $800 to $1,000 range. And you don't even have to have the top heat on. You can just lay that transfer on that bottom heat element. And it takes about 90, <clears throat> excuse me, it takes about 90 seconds to cure. But hey, I want to I want to experiment with this. I don't want to buy anything else. I, I've got a I've got a DTG printer of some kind. I want to try it. So you buy the film, you buy the powder, you print in reverse. You can take the heat press you have, 
bring it, clamp it down for uh, on the pad, clamp it down with nothing on the on the heat press for maybe 30 seconds, pop it up, and you can lay that transfer on that hot platen, and it's going to cure in about 90 seconds. Now, wow. some people like to hover. Um, all that's going to do for you is is hold the heat in a little bit. Uh, I, you know, I, I preach heat presses, and Aaron, you do too. Yeah, uh, you can cure that by just hovering, but it's going to take five or six or ten minutes. And and the reason is, heat presses are contact heat sources, which means they don't radiate heat. So you hovering there is doing almost nothing. Mm. But if you heat up that platen and lay that transfer on there. Uh, it will cure in about 90 seconds, and then you're good to go. A lot of people will put um, will slip sheets in between when you stack them up. That's just a little extra precaution, but but you're you're ready to transfer. And uh, by transferring it, uh, you can transfer in a range of 275 degrees up to 330 degrees, and uh, depending on the substrate you're, you're going on. And so uh, the way that, that we do it is – uh, we'll put the shirt on the on the heat press. We're going to heat press it for about 15 seconds. We okay. do cold peel. We've done some experimenting with hot peel, but but our best washability has come with cold peel. Um, then, so after 15 seconds, after it cools, you know, room temperature, you peel that off. Then we're going to put a uh, silicone parchment paper or even a Teflon uh, sheet over that and heat press it again for about five seconds. We've found that that our washability improves by hitting it one more time, pressing that image down into the garment. So uh, at that point, you're good to go. And Aaron, I, you know, me being an old screen print guy, the first time I saw this, I thought, well, this is going to be a novelty print. This is going to last five or 10 washings. Uh, we have yet to have any degradation of, of uh, the transfer on a garment at even 60 washings. And in our industry, as you know, Aaron, uh, 50 washings is considered a, a permanent print. Yeah. You, you know, you're going to get far more than that. But the 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 washability of this was really shocking to me. I was very, very surprised. But, uh, yeah. uh, you know, and, and, and plus, you know, it's a lot of other substrates you can do beyond garments. Yeah. So. Oh, that's impressive. I, I, Couple couple things there. First, uh, you're a veteran screen printer, Terry, not an old screen printer. Um, <laughs> right. I don't know yes. how I forgot that. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Uh, yeah. I, the washability definitely is is something that I've been really impressed with. This shirt right here is this is actually a transfer from our, our friend Todd Downing with Fat Dad Wholesale, and I, this is one of my favorite shirts. I wear it and wash it all the time. I you know I haven't kept track, but I mean it feels like the day I put it on. So that's I, I love that you shared that. The, the other thing is you were explaining it, especially with like the shaker and stuff like that. All I could think about is like some of those shows that I'll watch the uh, like how it's made, where the food is going down and like the donuts getting the the powdered sugar on top of it and and then it's shaking off the excess. And I'm like, that's that must be what's happening, right? I wonder. <laughs> um, and then uh, and then Todd said, uh, if it's orange, you burnt it. So yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, Todd. As an as a side note, you know, I, I get a lot of folks who, who will call up and say, "Hey, I want to do this, but I don't. You know, I only have five thousand dollars, right?" And I always say, "Well, you know, start by buying transfers. Here is the website for Fat Dad Wholesale. I do that twice a day, man. Yeah, <laughs> so. <that's good. laughs> 
Yeah. And I think, yes, and that that's interesting, right? It's like, you can do this without getting any equipment, right? You can be yeah, in this just a heat business. Press. And then a couple more quick comments from Todd here. Um, and any of the other regulators out there that want to jump in, share your thoughts, share your question share you know jump in please but uh when we were talking about you know kind of your your place in the industry todd todd said uh, there are way more box movers at the show than businesses wanting to make sure it's the right fit and i think you know around that excitement i think we kind of can get sucked into that trap of wanting to be a box mover i get that right and then um i said and he also mentioned that if dtf was going to kill dtg ryan et would not be selling a million dollar dtg printer you know i know um, Epson's still going strong with their DTG equipment. Uh, Cornet is having, you know, record years. So yes, I, I think there's space for everything here. <laughs> well, and, and you know, Aaron, and, and you know, I've been in this a long time. And so we lived through veteran, uh, <laughs> veteran, right? <laughs> We've lived through DTG is going to replace screen printing. And even our boss, uh, Scott Fresner would tell the screen printing classes, well, you know, screen printing will be gone in three years. And I'd walk up and well, before he left the room and say, that's not true that this is just another tool and yeah. and then then it was going it was the um the uh white toner machines yeah they're going to replace direct to garment printing no they're not that's just another tool that that people can use for short runs that sort of thing and and then it was dtf dtf is going to replace dtg and it's not it's it's another tool in fact Anybody that has a DTG machine, you need to be doing DTF because this opens the door for 100% poly and, and, and uh, you know, uh, koozies and all those kind of things yeah. that can you make your DTG machine do it? You can. Should you? No, absolutely not. Because uh, the time and effort and spoilage involved in, in doing something like 100% poly on a DTG machine is, is not worth it. But, uh, you know, I, I was just talking to somebody recently who said, you know, I had an order 20 100% cotton shirts and I ran them DTG, but they, they wanted to add five 100% poly shirts. So without skipping a beat, they printed their 20 shirts on DTG. They went into the software and, and, and selected DTF, laid the uh, transfers on there, wham, bam. They had their five polyester shirts done as well in the same print run. So yeah, yeah. it's, it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like just the, the polo shirt that I'm wearing. Right. Could I do this on on DTG? Eh, this one, maybe not so much because it is a lot of poly, but you could do polo shirts on a DTG. You, you have to, you know, make a jig. You have to kind of get everything just right. Whereas I can print, you know, and, and even I know people that have and we won't name names here because we're not here to call anybody out. But some machines that maybe aren't as fast, maybe aren't quite the uh, the quality and speed of some of the other machines that are out there, but yet they've started printing DTF transfers because I can print, you know, 20 left chest logos at one time and then be pressing. So th there's definitely right. a lot to it. Um, Ramona and Tom, we'll, we'll get to yours here and, and your questions here in just one second. But, but I guess I want to get us into the next question here is, so we talk about, you know, that it's, it's got its place, right. So, and, and all that kind of stuff. But Terry, why do you think it's so appealing that everybody's kind of flocking to this? It's all the talk. Everybody wants to get their piece of this DTF pie. What, what why is that? Any ideas? Well, of 
Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's first of all, it's really easy to get a really professional looking image on a shirt. You know, uh, and and uh, the regulars hear me say this all the time. Screen printing, I can teach you to screen print over a weekend. But to be an expert screen printer, it's going to take you three years. Uh, DTG, you know, I've been saying for a long time, uh, you can be an expert DTG decorator in, in 30 to 90 days because there are fewer variables in screen printing. There are no variables in DTF printing, basically. So uh, if you have a good piece of artwork uh, and, and, you know, you understand how to, how to put the powder on and how to dry it, it, it's very, very easy to get a very professional look. The other side of the coin, though, is uh, is all the other substrates. Um, at the Equipment Zone booth in, in Long Beach, speaking of that show, um, we had a, an area set up where Sanmar partnered with Equipment Zone, and Sanmar sent over all these products that were not garments, yeah. backpacks and all kinds of things. And, and we just uh, uh, were there, we... Jay, not me. <laughs> I pointed a lot. I didn't actually... <laughs> that guy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so Jay spent the entire show over there uh, putting uh, these these tra these DTF transfers and neck labels. He was doing neck labels with a, on a label press uh, inside uh, size labels, but with your logo, that sort of thing. Now I will confess that that most of the people came over uh, said, hey, uh, we're gonna get that uh, that cat press. Uh, we borrowed that from Kim. That was the, the uh, <laughs> I-360 uh, stalls yeah, the, yeah. cat press. And yeah, uh, so people were more interested in that, but it was so cool that we could do all these other items. And, and so again, it makes what you're doing more versatile. It's, it's just another way to decorate, but Hey, you know, Aaron, I talked to somebody uh, at Printing United. She uh, is a customer of mine, and, and uh, um, she had bought her third F2100, and she said the demand for DTF transfers was so great. That's why she bought the third machine, and she goes, I still can't keep up. So now she has bought a, a, a DTF printer, prints two feet wide, 50 feet uh, an hour, uh, just to keep up with it. And, yeah. you know, there, there are several companies out there that said, I, I'll, I don't have time to do DTG now because there's so much demand for the DTF. So I, you yeah. know, it's certainly a place for both, but you know, yeah. that happens in businesses where, you know, I don't have time to do, I'm going to make Eric mad. I don't have time to do the embroidery anymore. I <laughs> so see you later. He's going to sign me off. No. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding, Eric. <laughs> yeah, it, it really. Yeah, you you follow your customers, right? What what's the demand telling you? And 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 I think you're right here. I think there's a lot of interest in this because, like you said, it, it does reduce. I wouldn't go so far as saying reducing all of the variables. You know, you've got some things that you've got to, like you said, become an expert in, right? Like my. My orange is not turning orange in color, right? I mean, you know, <laughs> right. the, the, you do have to cure and and some things like that. But but I I agree with you. So I guess the other part here that we want to talk about, and this will lead us well. Let let's get Tom's question first, and then we'll get to Ramona's okay. question because I do want to talk about maybe some potential drawbacks here. But but Tom says, uh, for printing on dark garments, do you need to create an underbase in the design stage, or does the DTF software do that automatically? Does the software choke the white? Right. Think, thinking like a screen printer. But, I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Both those things are true. Uh, whether you're printing in a DTG uh, scenario or a straight DTF, uh, the, the machine will create that underbase as opposed to as a screen printer who has to create it in the art program. Uh, the software 
for DTG and DTF will create that underbase for you. So there's not that extra step. Yes, it will choke. And then you have the option of going in and I, I'm going to say in all the software, I don't, I haven't used all the software, but I have to believe that, that it, you can go in and adjust that choke as well. Some people, you know, just make a white outline around everything. I don't like that look myself, but, um, yeah. but yes, the software will, will do that for you, create it for yeah. you. Now, because yeah, the under, underbase can, can definitely, you know, I mean, with screen print, we know for sure that the underbase can really make or break a, a design. Um, in, in this, it is a little bit different though, because you're not pushing ink through a screen to get dots. You, you know, this is liquid ink that's falling onto a plastic, the PET. So, you know, you're going to get some more quote unquote bleed to those dots, right? I mean, cause you're already yeah. putting it on top of wet ink that was there from the CMYK portion. So how important is that, that underbase? Like, could you really improve your prints by, you know, I, what creating your own underbase that's a lot more technical like a screen print i i don't think it would be necessary to do yeah. that and here's the here's the beauty of it is there's very very little ink that's laid down because uh, say in screen printing or even direct to garment printing uh, that ink is actually absorbing into the into the fabric so your white underbase is a very very thin layer of white because once you apply the adhesive powder, that adhesive powder is the barrier between your image and your garment. So no dye migration and, and that white ink is not absorbing down in there. So as a screen printer, you know, I, I've got to lay down a little bit of extra white ink sometimes to really make that image pop. Yeah. Uh, as long as there's a white underbase on there, as, as thin as you want to make it. Um, it, it's going to completely mask the color of the shirt. It's also going to mask any dyes that are coming from that shirt. You know, the, yeah. for, for a screen printer or a direct-to-garment printer even, um, any man-made fabric, that dye is going to come into your ink. And so it's uh, dye migration is the scourge of screen printing. So for 100% poly, th this, is, this is the technology to go with. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And I, that is it, you know, that it was one of the things I remember early on before, you know, the, the software had come about, you know, I've got an Epson F2100 and we were trying to do DTF on that before the software upgrades were, were there. Right. And, yeah. and I, I remember somebody saying, yeah, you've got to, you know, not put down as much white. I'm like, what? Oh, that, you know, that didn't, <laughs> I'm like, Oh, I guess it does make sense now. Um, all right. Well, so the next thing I wanted to talk about with you, Terry, is is kind of what are the drawbacks to the equipment? And I've got a couple of things that I'm thinking about, but I'm, I'm I guess that, you know, what are maybe some of the challenges that people aren't talking about? Um, but in this, I you had talked about the feel of it a little bit earlier on. And, and Ramona says, I had to step out, but you earlier said about the feel of it. H how do you compare the feel of it to the uh, white toner transfers? Well, it, I think there's a little similarity there because it, it depending on, you know, if it's a big solid area and, and, and try not to make big solid areas, but yeah. uh, it, it has almost the feel of sometimes of, of almost like paper adhered to the, to the fabric. Yeah. I mean, it, it, so there is definitely a feel to it. And some people say, I, I don't, I have zero problem with, with it. A lot of screen printers will look at it and go, nah, I don't like the hand. I don't like the way that feels. So yeah. that's probably the biggest drawback that and brand new technology, Aaron. And, and it's, it's every day reminds me of back in us screen days when the T-Jet was introduced and, and 
white ink was introduced and, yeah. you know, struggling with, with head clogging, things like that. So there's, there's still a lot of, uh, a lot of work being done on, on figuring out exactly, you know, um, how to keep print heads uh, running open, that sort of thing. Uh, yeah. So, and, and I think that that's, it's going to improve faster with this technology because we've already lived it with DTG. Yeah. So a lot of the lessons we learned with DTG are already being applied to, to DTF. But, yeah. you know, if you are, uh, you, you know, want to buy a machine and run it once a week, um, you're probably better off reaching out to Todd and starting out doing buying your transfers. And, 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 you know, let me, let me add something about buying transfers. Uh, try a couple of different people because, and I'm sure Todd can attest to this. Uh, we sent, um, we sent the same graphic to multiple companies just to see what their transfers look like. Mm -hmm. The exact same piece of artwork, no two of those transfers look the same. Yeah. And, uh, and so, uh, in fact, one company said, oh, you know, you have to you have to uh, pay $30 to fix your artwork. Well, nobody else had to have the artwork fixed. And yeah. and it came back with big white outlines around everything. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you know, uh, don't order from one company and think, oh, I don't like this. This is the way this looks. Uh, you know, if, if you don't like it, try somebody else. And, and I think you'll probably find somebody that has a little better knowledge of how this works. And sure. a lot of people are jumping into it, you know, and, and saying, you know, hanging out their shingle and saying, yeah. Hey, yeah, you can buy transfers from me. And yeah. not everybody is expert at, at any of this. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. I love, love that. Um, and so real quick, back to the the talk about the, the feel and the hand, um, Todd says we're our own worst critics for hand. I, I think that's yeah. a, definitely a true statement, right? Like the everyday average, you know, I mean, heck they, they were okay with the, the big, uh, uh, transfers back in the day, you know, the, the, oh, yeah. the you know, the inkjet transfers and stuff like that, right. Where it felt like you were wearing a piece of paper. Um, <laughs> and, exactly. And, you know, to, to me, and again, this is just my own opinion. So just take it for what it's worth, but you know, I mean, like Terry said, the artwork, the design is going to play a big factor in what the hand is right if you just put a big rectangle on a shirt regardless of the technology for the most part you know outside of sublimation you're going to feel it at at, at some level um you know so to me it kind of like cut vinyl is probably to me the the thickest but there are some you know softer things out there in that realm right and then kind of white toner transfers next um but there are some techniques with rasterization and things like that that you can make those feel really nice too and then dtf and then dtg and then my favorite sublimation because you can't feel it at all <laughs> but anyhow um so yeah i think that's a, a good because ramona said uh two thoughts to share visited a tourist town last summer all the prints were DTF or white toner, uh, full color. And, um, and then the second thought is after the first wash, the fill was softer. And I think that's another thing right. that, um, yeah, I think all of the decorating technologies, once you wash them, it kind of breaks it up, so to speak. And, um, so what, any, any thoughts on that? Well, hundred percent. And, and for instance, uh, direct to garment, you know, I, I'm all about putting down as little pre-treat as possible, but 
even with some pre-treat on there, there's a little feel to it, a little hand. Sure. And, but that first wash, all that pre-treat washes away. And yeah. so it's a much, much softer feel. Uh, and it, and it, true as DTF as well. And, yeah. and I, you know what, there's nothing wrong with telling your customer that, but you know, um, uh, you know, not an ad for equipment zone, but uh, just another example, you know, we had the, the hat press there and we were doing hats. We, we used to have two different hat press or hat attachments, platens on the website for the F2100, the F2000, mm -hmm. the F3070. We took them off the website and we tell people, that's not the best way to do that. Do the hats now? Make a DTF transfer, cut it out. Then you can print it on almost any hat. You know the yeah, this, yeah. the the stiff structured hat. Uh, because in reality, on a DTG printer using a hat platen, you're, you're talking about dad hats. You know, yeah. um, not everybody can wear the Eric Campbell hat. You know, it's just not possible. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, a couple more <clears throat> comments in here. Again, thanks for jumping in there, Todd and, and Ramona, if anybody else has, and Tom and, and uh, anybody else has anything they want to talk about or share. Um, and Todd just was uh, agreeing with you there, Terry, for sure. Try lots. You will find who works best for you and your business. <laughs> and Todd says a lot of people doing it shouldn't be LOL. And, uh, <laughs> and then kind of, following up with the conversation about the hand and the stretch and the feel, you know, never seen a normal customer go into a store and start trying to stretch a Nike shirt. So, yeah, um, you know, they're a screen printer if they're, if that's what they're doing. Absolutely. And, absolutely. And, and, and let me could, um, know that we're yeah. getting short on no, time, we're fine. but we're fine. We're fine. I, I have people say, well, you know, it did pass the stretch test. Well, the stretch test is for plastisol ink to know if plastisol ink is cured properly, it will stretch. If it cracks, it's not cured. This is water-based ink, this is different. If you stretch it enough, it'll crack, but it will recover. When yeah. you let go of it, it's gonna recover again. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, I hear that a lot over the years, you know, it's a stretch test. <laughs> stretch test is just for plastisol ink. Yeah, so. I love it. Good, good way, way to dispel that myth because I definitely do it, but I do it on things that I know are screen printed because immediately, what like I get, I got a, I got a new sweatshirt. It's a really nice sweatshirt, um, but I, I went and the first thing I did was stretch it and it cracked. I'm like, okay, I got to cure that more so it'll wash for me. <laughs> exactly, exactly uh, right. Put it on yeah. your heat press or run it down a conveyor dryer. And you know, when my daughters were in dance. And, you know, you got to get every the shirt at every event you go to. I would never let them wear those until I ran them down my dryer at home because there are lots and lots and lots of screen printers, DTG printers, DTF printers, embroiderers, uh, sublimation printers. They're not a lot of good screen printers. <laughs> you know? Deliver on time. Do good work. Well, do good well, work. <laughs> do good work. Deliver on time. And, and, you know, Aaron, part of the curse here is this is really easy to do. Yeah. which means more people are going to get into this end of it because they're not going to have to work as hard to, to, to learn to do it. And maybe they're going to be cutting some corners. Yes. So yeah. Keep and that in and mind. so for you decorators out there that are listening to regular guys, we know you care about what you're doing in your craft because you're spending time with us. So just keep, keep at it, keep, keep doing good work and delivering on time. And, and that will ultimately win the, uh, the flyby nights that come in and try to cut corners. Yes. It might be annoying for a moment, but, uh, just keep taking care of your customers and, and, doing and you're right, work. Aaron, 
the people that that are listening to this show, the people are, are the same people who who experiment, the same people who who try to educate themselves, and and so um, we're kind of preaching to our, our own choir here. It's <laughs> yeah. the people who don't listen. It's the people who don't go to shows. It's the yeah. people who don't do seminars. Yeah, those are the folks that are uh, making us all look bad out there yeah. in the world. <laughs> yeah. So the person who gets into it next door to you, just send them to the two regular guys, and then we'll get yeah. them educated we'll up, them and at straight. least they'll be a better. Uh, better steward of our industry here so all right uh, and 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 maybe have a joke they can share it at, at a cocktail party there you go absolutely <laughs> <laughs> all right well we are like you said running a little bit short on time uh tom you must be reading our outline you're you're feeding right into where i want to head here next here so tom asked this is the ink adhesive safe for toddler children's clothing right can if i'm a in California, Prop 65 comes up, right? What, what talk to us a little bit about what you know about that, Terry? Yeah, and and, and there's a lot of confusion uh, out there. Um, it, it is safe uh, to use, and and there are will be some uh, uh, Okitex um, approvals on a lot of these products soon. Not yet, but. Uh, here's uh, here's everything I can find about it. The, both the film and the adhesive, when it's heated, when it's heated, like in your heat press or dryer, it can cause some eye skin or respiratory irritation. But uh, once once it's cooled again, once it's set, it's perfectly safe. And um, you know, there's a lot of uh, buzz about you know, having proper ventilation. Yes. You know, anything like this you're doing, you should certainly, have, you know, have, have some ventilation. Don't, don't do it in the back corner of your basement in a, in an eight by eight room uh, that has no airflow, but you know, it's, and the, here's the other thing. Um, there's been some conversation about, well, the powder, the powder powder is a carcinogen. Here's the thing with the powder. For screen printers, it wasn't ground as finely, so it didn't really kind of go up into the air when you used it. It was, mm -hmm. it, was it was kind of like sand. It was heavier. Yeah. This they're they're making these adhesives uh, more and more finely ground, which means you know when you're shaking it off, it can get up into the air. Well, you know if if we were bakers and we were doing flour and it was getting up in the air every day, you don't want to breathe that in. You're introducing yeah. a foreign substance into your lungs yeah um so just be just be careful with it uh i mean you know just don't kind of fling it around the room and yeah. and you're going to be perfectly fine um don't it, snort it yeah don't snort it even <laughs> though it comes in in a, in a kilo when you buy it <laughs> yeah <laughs> i always wonder about that you know when these companies are bringing it in it all yeah, comes customs in, is it, like what is going on customs like man these guys are blatant there's a thousand kilos in here of white powder <laughs> <laughs> they even say it on the outside of the yeah. container. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just leave that out there as a two regular guys, uh, a warning. Don't snort anything, right? And let's just leave it at that. <laughs> but, but yeah, it just, and like I said, it's a finely ground powder. Any finely ground powder, repeatedly breathe, breathing it in, it's, it, it potentially it's going to cause an issue for you. I mean, uh, people in, back in the Carolinas, back in the day when they made uh, uh, garments down there, you know, people worked in those factories for 40 years would, uh, I, I believe they called it white lung as opposed to black lung, like uh, coal miners breathing in the coal dust. Yeah. Um, so the, the cotton basically, right? The cotton fibers. The, the cotton fibers, breathing those fibers in yeah. was much like black lung where the coal miners were breathing, always breathing in uh -huh. the, the coal dust. Anything like that 
try to avoid that. Uh, uh, you know, uh, our techs, when they do it, they don't wear masks. They don't, you know, but, but hey, if you want to put on gloves when you do it, if you want to put on a mask, um, all the much safer. But it, it's not the great Satan that uh, some people believe it is. So. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think, yeah, right. Just use, you know, if you're doing it all the time and you're in a very more enclosed space think about some ventilation put a mask on right stuff like that just keep yourself safe but at the same time like you said it's not you know oh my god there's a little bit of powder in the air and i'm going to keel over tomorrow kind of thing right well uh, and and, you know there's one company out there that has a that has a liquid adhesive that prints as it goes through so they they were kind of the instigators of oh you don't want to use that powder because it's it's a car it's dangerous well except for with the liquid adhesive, you have to have a pneumatic press to apply those transfers. And guess what? If you're selling transfers like Todd, how many customers have pneumatic presses? One out of a thousand. So guess what? That same company now also sells a machine with, with the adhesive powder. I believe that story may have shifted a bit. (laughs) (laughs) Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Well, um, on, on that note, Terry, we've come to our, our close here coming to the time, but, uh, Todd, I think you've got a typo in, in your comment there. He says, Aaron is going to teach a class on DTF next year. I think he meant to say Todd is going to teach a class on DTF next year with Aaron's support. So that, that, that's, uh, <laughs> let's make sure that we're clear on that. Yeah. Todd, Let the Todd's experts been around be this. the experts like that's Todd. Right. Todd's been around this for a very long time. And, and uh, yeah. So even as we were talking about this, I did reach out to Todd and be like, hey, I just, you know, make sure that you're here and he's here, obviously. So thank you. Because I don't want to sound like a total, uh, you know, I know you know what you're talking about, Terry, but, uh, you know. But, uh, but, you know, somebody like Todd, Todd does this every day. I mean, uh, I I talk about it every day. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. 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 So um, Todd t- says about the liquid adhesive that, and you don't know that liquid ad- adhesive is on there until you press it. So um, more variables yes. there. So again, it, <laughs> this is so interesting. You know, when you talk about that, that story kind of coming up, um, this takes me back to my another crazy story from my past, but uh, I used to sell log homes. I think people may have heard this before. And, um, you know, there was always the, do you have a full round log or a D log and, and both sides, you know, the other was just, uh, why would you do that? Why would you have a D log? That's so not traditional. And then the other side is like, how do you hang anything or, or have a, a flat wall on the inside of your home? <laughs> so speaking of that, uh, Doug Quinn much, much earlier said that, uh, he missed the show last week. Um, we will give him a pass because he was on a cruise. There you go. Missed last Friday's show while on explore of the seas in the Caribbean. So nice. we'll give you a pass this time, Doug, but, uh, no Good on you, Doug. Awesome. Yeah. D- Doug's a friend of mine from the log home world and he's, he's still involved in log home. So if you're looking for a log home, Doug Quinn is your guy. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a lot part. of fun too. I've been in Atlantic city with him more than once. Yeah. Doug's, <laughs> Doug's a great guy. Those kinds of friends that you, you know, you run into in, in places kind of like uh, you and Eric are, you know, there's people you want to be around no matter what you're doing. So, all right. Um, so with that being said, uh, Terry, thank you so much for the great education. Um, I learned a lot that the pressing thing, I'm, I was a hover guy. So now I've got to change that up. I like that. That's a, I'm going to give that a shot. All right. So Terry, what do you have coming up here, sir? 
I have my uh, complete screen printing business course. And, and by the way, screen printing is not going away. These classes all sell out, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In fact, added classes in uh, 2023. So Atlas Screen Supply in Chicago, I will be there March 4th and 5th. Nice. Workhorse Products in Phoenix, I will be there March 11th and 12th. Wow. Uh, February 25th, I'm speaking at the DAC show in Kansas City, and I'll be seeing you, Aaron, and oh, Eric. Nice. Yeah. Uh, my seminars are everything you ever wanted to know about DTG and DTF printing. And my <laughs> next seminar, and I got to really, really bring it because it's the ultimate seminar for successfully using specialty inks and screen printing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm a little upset that they put me at the same time slot as your ultimate seminar. So I'll be sitting there by myself while everybody's. Yeah. In how could you not seminar. go to the ultimate? I don't know what this guy's going to talk about, but it's the ultimate. It's the ultimate. <laughs> I'm like, I'm thinking about just canceling and then heading to the ultimate seminar. So, no, oh. I, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait to see you out there, Terry. Really good stuff. Where, where can people uh, find out and learn more? Uh, all my events are at my website, terrycombs.com under uh, tour dates. And uh, so go over there and take a look. And I'm always, always updating and adding things as, uh, as they come along. Yeah. So how about wonderful. you, Aaron? What do you got going? Well, let me share what Eric's got coming up here first, and then I can share a couple, a couple of my things here. But uh, Eric uh, has got his back for the take up here. He's uh, at episode 142. And today is going to be Q&A, embroidery analysis and patch production pros and cons. Uh, so, uh, Terry, embroidery is not dead either. So just so you know. I know. And patches. Patches are a big deal. Yes, they are. All right. Well, in, in today's episode over there at the Take Up, you got to check this out. Uh, he's going to answer some viewer questions about determining stitch types and ex execution from looking at machine embroidery samples, as well as the work we do to reproduce them and explain the pros and cons of small run patch production methods, including why anyone would want to make a thread only patch despite the staggering stitch count. So uh, tune in, uh, check that out live at 2.30 Mountain Time and uh, share your take as it is the take up. So uh, definitely go check that out. Um, if you want to find out more, you can go over to ericcampbell.com and, uh, and that'll just link you right into where you need to go. Uh, as you mentioned, Terry, Eric will be out at DAX as well. And he's got classes coming up there at the end of the month into February. Um, including a longer a workshop to uh, entitled to build up your digitizing design elements and execution. And then his uh, shorter seminar, there will be embroidery RX, a digitizer's view all about troubleshooting designs. Um, so both fantastic classes, make sure you sign up for those at DAX show, no S at the end, DAX show.com. So tune in and, and check that out. Um, for me, Terry, uh, I just launched a brand new program. So um, if you're someone who's an admin of a Facebook group or have a community of small business owners, I would love to partner with you. Um, I'm going to bring a proven format for masterminding to your community. And then uh, you will we'll bring that into your community and I will do the work in the background. Um, so if you want to check that out, go over to mosmasterminds.com. That's MOS, it stands for Masters of Success, masterminds with an S at the end, dot com. So uh, check that, that's that out. Awesome. That's awesome, yeah. Aaron, Aaron, because so many people have these ideas to do these things, but they don't know how. So yeah. It's, yeah. that's a really cool program. Yeah, I've been I've been running masterminds for a couple of years now and just watching the uh, transformation in people. And I knew that I couldn't get out myself to to the amount of people, you know, just doing it on my own. Um, you know, I actually have a goal by the end of 2024 to have uh, led uh, 
to have supported over 10,000 people through masterminding. And I'm like, there's no chance, you know, I don't have enough time in my day to do that. And so this was an opportunity actually was talking to Todd about some things. And so, yeah, if you, if you want to bring some groups there, um, I, I, I'll give you all the tools. I, I've been fortunate awesome. enough to learn a lot from my work with Jack Canfield. I actually uh, lead groups for him, actually. And so I'm going to share all that knowledge with you. All you have to do is bring the community. So thank you for saying so, Terry. Um, and then, uh, I know we talked about DAX already, but before DAX, uh, next week, actually, I'm heading out to the International Personalization and Awards Expo. It used to be called APA, but, uh, it's happening in Las Vegas, Nevada, and it's happening from February 7th through the 10th. Um, I will be in on the 9th, uh, for my seminar called Benefits of the Simple Act of Working on Your Business. Um, and then as we talked, DAX, Kansas City, I can't wait for that. Um, I also have a booth there with our success group. We, we have a booth. It's booth 211. And um, so that's going to be uh, where you can catch us there. But uh, I also have three seminars that I'll be putting on. <clears throat> um, the, the morning of the 24th, I've got the simple act of working on your business, kind of a similar to what I'm talking about at APA. Uh, then later on in the day, on February 24th, I've got the five keys of marketing. Uh, this is about your marketing plan, your marketing foundation, not going to tell you how to go do Facebook ads. I'm going to tell you how to figure out what's right for your, your company, the, the real keys, the real foundation. And then on the 25th, the next day, I've got a seminar called Getting Your Life Back. I'm really excited about this one, Terry, because I get to talk about just kind of time management, right? I, I, people think we have a time management problem, but we really don't. We have a priority management problem because we all have the exact same 24 hours in a day. So why is somebody successful and, and able to do all the things they want to do where other people might be struggling? Right? Right. And it just comes down to priority management. So I've been able to learn a, a bunch of really cool techniques that I can't wait to share with people there. Um, I think. I think it's the five keys of marketing that I'm competing with you with the ultimate. So we'll see. We may have to figure that out. No, I feel fun. like a, a Dax slacker with just two seminars compared to you and Eric. <laughs> I, I had to pay for the third one. So it's okay. <laughs> All right. And then uh, uh, right after that, I'm heading to Lafayette, Louisiana. And uh, I, I feel like I should uh, have Eric be doing this with me because I get to do five seminars there. So uh, wow. can't can't wait. Um, but Lafayette, Louisiana, the EEM show. If you go to EEM show uh, shows dot com. Uh, but actually over at the Our Success Group Facebook page, Terry, uh, I am giving away two tickets tomorrow. All you have oh, to do cool. is to share the post and uh, and comment on it. Um, and so if you are thinking about going to the Lafayette, Louisiana show, March 3rd, uh, thank you, Eric, facebook.com forward slash our success group pro. <clears throat> There's a, a pinned, a featured uh, post at the top. And all you have to do is share that and you will be entered for a chance to win free ticket to the show. Plus three free classes is about an $80 value. So I, I got cool. two of those to give away. So, all right. So that's, that's what I've got going on, Terry. We've, we're, we're getting busy. It's the spring show time, right? <laughs> It is indeed. I, you know, I didn't think I was going to be traveling as much in my 
my uh, son in New York, uh, New York City, and and his wife reached out about coming out to visit in like March. I'm like, oh, I'm gone every weekend in March. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, April? Mm, how about the end of April? <laughs> yeah, so. I know. I just put uh, put together my complete 2023 calendar with my wife. We just sat down and kind of mapped out the year and I'm going... And she said to me, oh, well, I guess I'll see you in May. I'm like, "Eh, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Terry, um, we have come to the close of another show. I do want to thank the the regulars, Todd and Tom and Ramona for for participating and and sharing. Also, we need to thank Russ from Impressions Expo for joining us and coming off, uh, you know, by all accounts, again, I tried to get him to uh, to make me feel better about missing it, but uh, a very successful show out there in Long right. Beach. So thanks very much to Russ and and also thanks to Cassie for for the wonderful news segment again. So we're so blessed to have uh, these great news outlets coming and helping enhance the Two Regular Guys podcast here, Terry. It's really, Absolutely. really great. We also want to thank our show producer Eric Campbell for keeping the wheels turning and and finding all those uh, all those things and posting up there when we say you know about uh, thirty minutes ago someone said yeah. <laughs> and, and Eric goes and finds it yeah, so thanks yeah. Eric for for all those uh, things you do in the background for us every yeah, day, yeah. every uh, every Friday. Yeah. And he got Russ here too. So thanks for yeah. that as well. Um, much appreciated. All right, Terry. Well, next week um, we are. For those on the podcast side, I'm using air quotes, efforting uh, uh, for a couple of different topics and and potential guests here. Uh, But regulators, we really need you. We need you all to tell us what you want to hear about or who you want to hear from. And then we can make that happen. But we need you guys to to let us know, right? We're after nearly 500 episodes here, Terry, you know, after when we started this going, what are we going to talk about each week? <laughs> <laughs> well, after 500 episodes, it's really like, what are we going to talk about it <laughs> each week? So, um, <laughs> well, yeah, now, now we're like, okay, I think we talked about this three years ago. So it's okay. To bring it's this okay. Back. Yeah. <laughs> we talked, oh, wait, that was seven years ago. We can get to that one for sure. Okay. All right, for sure. But we need we need your help, guys. So please, uh, please let us know and please reach out and tell us uh, what you want to hear or who you want to hear from. Uh, and I know you, some of you guys have done that. And so keep that coming. Uh, we do have some shows coming up that were listener suggestions. We're going to have uh, Denise from Silky Socks on later, uh, Ashley from Artispree. Um, But we've got slots like Terry mentioned earlier on in the show. So info at tworegularguys.com. For the podcast listeners out there, let us know. Yeah, whether you want to be on or or you have an idea, we're, we're happy to happy to hear from you. So until then, I'm Terry Combs. He's Aaron Montgomery, and we are the two regular guys. Here we go. We're out. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for listening to Two Regular Guys. Check out our website at tworegularguys.com. That's the number two regularguys.com. You can also interact with us over at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash two regular guys, or send us a tweet, twitter.com slash two regular guys. And we have a YouTube page. You can find all that from our website, two regular guys.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to spending some time with you again next week.